The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. everyone this is episode 11 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition I'm Sean Thompson and I'm Craig Williams oh hi hi I, it feels weird to do that backwards I know I, I it's the most pressure I've ever felt in my life I thought I was gonna screw it up well that's that's okay okay you didn't I, I did fine I think however I think you got the episode number wrong I don't think I did I think you did is this 12 no it's episode nine and three quarters. Is that the joke you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it went over just as like I thought. Awesomely. Yeah. So, Craig, when we first got here, he said to me, I thought of a joke that's going to be great, but I'm not going to tell you until it happens. And that was and the you one. Knew. I knew it was going to be just as awful that I said, as I thought. So. Oh. That's okay. I mean, That's good right. effort. I mean, that was really good. Thank you. I appreciate I know I you appreciate had, the kind words. I know you had a ghostwriter for that, so. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we've been very busy the past week mm-hmm. because we've been doing what? Um, we've been sitting around doing nothing like we always do. Now, we were at the uh, the media event seeing a preview of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Diagon Alley. Yes. Um, it, well, that was the biggest part about it, but we, we saw a little bit other stuff, too. Um you know, not quite as important as Diagon Alley unless you consider hot dogs on the same level. Sometimes I do. I mean, hot dogs are great. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone loves your joke, by the way. I'm just a jerk. Okay. Yeah. Well, so good, good for you. Well, thank you. We got to have hot dogs we did. from Hot Dog Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. which were very good. Uh, the way that that restaurant is, is organized is that there are hot dogs that represent a lot of different places uh, around the country. Yep. So famous, like, ballpark hot dogs. Yeah. So your favorite was? My favorite was the Coney. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's your, your standard chili dog. Uh, and then I believe your favorite was the Sonoran. C- I don't know how least. to pronounce it. Yeah, but we don't know. Sonoran. So it had uh, cheese. Yeah. Peppers. Beans. Mm-hmm. Bacon. And then what, was there something else? It was a lot of very, very unhealthy, Un- unhealthy things. Unhealthy yeah. things mixed together with an unhealthy Vienna sausage. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a Vienna sausage. Yeah, that was the type of hot dog. But yes. no, so that was that was along the first part of the event that we got to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got to check out Vivo, which just recently opened up a couple days ago. I, I believe on um, Monday night, I think. Yeah, yeah, and uh, excellent Italian restaurant. Uh, we're not going to really get into that though, because eventually we're going to have a well, a full review on it. Yes, later down the line. But you know, it's it's awesome inside there. It is. It's beautiful. It's, it's a great yeah. looking restaurant. Um, it it doesn't look anything like the Olive Garden, which just breaks my heart. I know you wanted endless breadsticks. I did. Yeah, but oh, what well. were they thinking? I don't know. They missed out on a world of breadsticks. Mid level Italian chain restaurants, I guess. <laughs> if that's what you'd call it, I think then. that is what I'd call it. Okay, well. <laughs> I think they deserve a little more credit than that. Olive Garden does? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, what we yeah. also got to see um, a little kind of sneak peek at Cowfish. Yeah. Which is also coming to City Walk, which will be above 
Vivo. Exactly. And we didn't get to have any food or anything, but we did get to see some of the technology that they're putting into the restaurant. Yeah. They had these touchscreen flat tel- um flat screen TVs yep. that you got to design your own fish or sea creature. You did the turtle. I did the turtle. Yeah. And then you got to design them and then send them off into the virtual aquarium. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then they just swam around and yeah. uh, we, we got to talk to the the owners slash creative minds behind it um, for the second time. We've talked to them once before, yeah. but they said it's a nice little feature they like to put in to uh, kind of help people whenever there's a a bit of a wait. Or if so you're having dinner by yourself. I mean, yeah. you can just sit there and make fish, eating your food, and then be on your way. A me party with fish. Right? Having a me party at Cowfish. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds amazing. <laughs> it <does>. um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was kind of the, the opening up to this event that we were at to get a look at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also got to... Uh, to be a part of the grand opening of Cabana Bay. Exactly. Um, Universal's newest resort. Which, that happened on Thursday night of this week, uh, on Ye- the yes. June 19th, for those people who are watching this in the in the year 3000. Uh, yeah, so we have to reference it back. Or we could just say it happened last night. Okay, that That would be a too. very easy way to say that. Um, and yeah. that was quite the shindig. Um I'm trying to think of a 60s beach term that would better represent it. They s- well, they kept using the word swell a lot. It's going to be swell. Have a swell time. I, I so. can say I had a swell time. I did, too, actually. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, so just for reference, we talked a lot about Cabana Bay yeah. when the first section of the resort opened up two months ago, mm-hmm. three months ago. Um, but now that the full resort is open, they have had a gra- their grand opening. We'll be doing a full review yes. with all the new additions, so the new rooms, new standard rooms. Yeah. The new inside family suites. Yes. And the outdoor recreation things, the pool, yeah. the lazy river, all that stuff. Yeah. And the hideaway bar. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's going to be fun. We actually have to go there literally as soon as we're done. Well, no, not until tomorrow. We get, we get a little bit of a break. <laughs> the exact opposite of the word everything. literally, but yeah. 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 Well, you know, I don't know what words mean <laughs> what do words from time mean? to time. But yeah, we're yeah. going to we're going to be working on that so we can we can do that for our next show exactly. with a very special guest. Yeah. But we'll we'll Say that it's at the Peter end Dinklage. Of the show. What's that? It's Peter Dinklage. Oh, now that Game of Thrones is done. Peter for... O'Toole. No, I'm done with your games. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Cabana Bay is fully open now. The All Beach right. Boys helped kicked it off without John Stamos. Apparently, he hurt his foot. Was that a joke? I couldn't tell if he was being serious. He said he stubbed his toes. Well, he couldn't play the kick drum then. I guess. Okay. It, it was end of story. We missed John him. Stamos was, but they still managed to play Kokomo. They did play regardless. Kokomo, and I think we were the only two that were so excited. <laughs> we we thought that they, we didn't think they were going to play it. So then we went over to get another drink, and we lost our really good position, like in front of the stage to see. And so we're standing over on the far end of the thing trying to get video of Kokomo. <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite embarrassing. Yes, um, but like our lives. Most of the stuff we do is also Always very embarrassing. embarrassing. Yes, but no, that was a it was a rocking good time. Uh, yeah, but and then I, I just want to mention too our our experience at Blue Man Group. Just because are we really talking about this? I just you. I have never seen you more uncomfortable than whenever we went into Blue Man Group. <laughs> no, not when I it, went in. I, I was fine going in. All right. We, we got seats that were closer than I would have appreciated. <laughs> um, and, and then weird stuff started happening. I, I don't like that type of entertainment. I understand why people do. But I hated it. 
I was so uncomfortable. You fell asleep in five seconds, and I'm just sitting there watching this weird, weird stuff. <laughs> and and there's like weird things where it's all about social commentary. So they bring out these huge iPhones, and they're like saying this is how people text. And then they talk about 2D and 3D, but it's not quite right. So they need a 2.5 dimensions, and they start dancing. And that's the moment when I walked up and left. <laughs> After yelling, okay, I'm done. I'm out of I here. I did not yell that. You did. I hit you your yelled. leg because you were on the end, so I needed to get past you, but <laughs> I just ran out of that theater. Well. The worst The worst part was when they came into the audience to grab people to go up on stage, and they stood on the chairs right in front of us. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. But this is in no way a review of it. It was just this little blurb <laughs> of that night that probably didn't need to happen at all because we also went to Blue Man Group coming from watching Jimmy Buffett play we three did see songs Jimmy Buffett. for yeah. uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, yeah. which was incredible. I mean, we didn't get to attend any of the screenings. Not not the screenings, the tapings. The that tapings. would make more sense. Yeah. We didn't get to attend any of those. Weren't lucky enough to get tickets. That's but this our lives. Was, this was just as cool. I mean, yeah. Jimmy Fallon was there. You got to introduce Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I mean, he was just like he is on TV, I thought. Mm-hmm. Very funny, kind of goofy. Oh, no. Running yeah. around. Um, and then he played three songs, and it was really good. Yeah, and I think the best part was seeing like the break in between each song whenever they had to reset up, and Jimmy Fallon had to try a new level of enthusiasm yes. to intro the song just in case they used a different one. Sure. But no, that was... Uh, I'm jealous for all the people who actually won the tickets to go see uh, Jimmy Fallon. The tapings. Yeah, the yeah. tapings. No, I know. seemed like a I watched a, a few time. of the episodes, and they were good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. I know you didn't. But. You were bitter. Yeah, well, you know, I'm always bitter. It's just me. But, uh, you know, I, I think we've been uh, beating around the bush long enough because okay. there's there's more important things to talk about. I'm really glad that we talked about Blue Man Group. I, I thought you would want to get it off your chest some more. I, I, I didn't. I was embarrassed by it. No offense to the Blue Man Group actors. I'm sure you're wonderful people, but I walked out. <laughs> Although I still swear that one of them was Tilda Swinton, and I know no one knows who that is. <laughs> I think my favorite Blue Man Group experience wasn't even being there, though. It was whenever we got into our elevator at Cabana Bay last <laughs> night, and this lady's like, oh, my gosh, how did it get all over me? And you hear that, and you get really confused, and then you look at them, and they have blue paint all over them. It's like, oh, you were getting touched by blue men at Blue Man Group. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. And if you guys watch us and... <laughs> Sorry that we just talked about your personal vacation. Yeah. To Blue Man Group. I have nothing to say about this. The Wizarding World yes. of Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. We got to see it. We did. So, in, in part of the press event, part of mm-hmm. this preview weekend, or week actually, were um, some uh, special events where film, uh, film stars from the movies mm-hmm. were there. So they had two in, two things in particular that the stars got to um, walk around or kind of sit and do uh, interviews. Yeah. So there was a red carpet, mm-hmm. and that happened on Wednesday night. It did. And so that was um, set up in the London facade, uh, London waterfront. Yep. Um, and then they had a huge red carpet, and the stars from the movies just walked right past us. Yeah. And we got to see them. No, it was very cool. I yeah. mean, this was... Uh a webcast that was going out there uh, on the Universal website, as well as they also taped it on E! Network. I don't know the name of the lady who was there showing off from E! 
Um, no, I didn't know the lady from E, but Mario Lopez was there. Mario Lopez was there for, for extra. extra. Uh, but, no, I believe that actually is on tonight at 7 o'clock. They're showing it on E. Okay. The extra, I don't know. I don't watch Mario Lopez. I don't follow him. But, no, huge red carpet. There were... You want to talk about the people that were there? I do want to talk about okay. the people that were there. So uh, some of the stars that we saw in February for the celebration yep. of Harry Potter were there. Yeah. Uh, James and Oliver Phelps, who are the Weasley twins. Exactly. Ivana Lynch, mm-hmm. who plays Luna Lovegood. Um, Matthew Lewis, mm-hmm. who was Neville Longbottom, was there. Yes. And so those were the repeat. Those exactly. were the ones that we we saw in February. But then there were new ones. Uh, Tom Felton, who is Draco Malfoy. Yes. Um, Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane. I was saving Robbie Coltrane. Hagrid. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Bonnie, Bonnie Wright. Wright. Bonnie Wright. That's who I was thinking of. Ginny Weasley. And then the biggest one. Oh, no. Warwick no, Davis. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Yes. And then Helena Bonham Carter, yeah. who is Bellatrix Lestrange. Who was such a surprise to see her in person. I mean, I apparently we knew that she was coming there. I didn't know. I, I something happened a couple of weeks ago where her travel plans were re- released no. because her like PR team or something mm-hmm. confirmed that she would be in Orlando. So I think it was just kind of assumed that she would oh. be here for that. That's how I knew because I saw it kind of leaked. However, she needed to be there because uh I mean, of course, we well, talked about it before. She's a part of Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. But her role is actually much bigger in that than I ever expected it to be. Okay. And we'll get to that later yeah. whenever we actually talk about the ride. But uh, a very good group of celebrities. Uh, the the three stars weren't there. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint. Mm-hmm. But no one really expected them to be there ever. Maybe Rupert Grint just because what else is what's he, doing? he doing? Yeah. yeah. I think sitting around. Eating Cheetos, probably. Do they have Cheetos in London? I think so. I don't know that he lives in London. I don't think he does. Did he go to Brown University or something? I don't know. I think he was over here for a while. I don't pay attention. I I mean, I follow him on Twitter, so. Oh, cool. I don't even know if he has Twitter. (laughs) Well, anyways. uh, All right. So they didn't show up. J.K. Rowling didn't show up either. No, and they referenced her. Uh, They They said that she had visited visited Diagon Alley before, and they read a statement from her. Yeah, that was, that was nice. But John Williams didn't show up either. No. So basically everyone that was there for the first opening that made it so grand, the one in Hogsmeade, that just all went away. So, uh, I mean, the red carpet was, yeah. it was fine. It wasn't anything to write home about for everyone who's going to watch it on the E! Network tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the interviews will be great. The interviews will be good, and you get to see the scenery. So I would watch it just to kind of see the London waterfront, yeah. which is very well done, very pretty. And, and they're going to have clips from inside Diagon Alley yes. as well. They were allowed to take cameras in yeah. there and do all their good stuff the same way we were. So definitely check it out for stuff like that if you're into that kind of thing. I'm not, so I won't. But, uh, no, it was, it, it was a fun experience. But the best part about that mm-hmm. was we got to go into the land. We right did. after, and we got to go inside at night. Yeah, which was quite the spectacle. So, after the red carpet was done, we had to put our cameras and stuff down, mm-hmm. and then we got to go into Diagon Alley for the first time. Yeah. So this was a lot of people's first time, and it was a huge rush into the entrance. Um, and uh, you want to talk about our initial initial thoughts? Because I know for me, I was blown away and kind of shocked. I, I didn't expect it to look that way and to be that huge. Yeah, I mean. It, it kind of goes without saying that all theme parks, especially Disney and Universal specifically, mm-hmm. at night they take on a different life 
than they do in the daytime, which, I mean, that's whenever you can use all that great light and effects. And, you know, it just has a certain different buzz in the air. And seeing this at night for the first time, uh, I think it was the perfect way to walk into it. It was the perfect way. And I remember not knowing what to look at first. Yeah. And I had my phone out because we were allowed to bring our phones. And I just wanted to take pictures of everything. And I kept, I, I would take a picture, then my eye would catch something else. And then I'd want to go over there to look at it. Yeah. And, I mean, it was just, there was not a lot of words that could describe that yeah. moment just because it was... And it was crowded. There were a lot of people. Yeah. In the initial moment, when everyone kind of rushed through the doors, it was crowded. Yeah. Um, later on, everyone kind of dispersed into the area. But for the first uh, couple minutes there, it was yeah. it was packed with people. No, it, it was incredible, yeah. and uh, I just I can't say enough good things about it, especially at night. Um, that's that's what we'll talk about specifically mm-hmm. in a little bit. But um, before we get on to too much about the actual events itself. I, uh, I also want to talk about um, some of the interviews that we got to do with the celebrities. Yes. Um, so we got to see a panelist of Universal Creatives, um, Mark Woodbury, uh, Stuart Craig, who did design yes. on the, uh, the Harry Potter films, mm-hmm. um, Alan Gilmore, and then Terry Ter- Coop. Terry Coop, yes. And... So they're kind of the the people all behind mm-hmm. Universal uh, in the the Wizarding World of Diagon Alley. Uh, nothing really new came out of that. Only one little tidbit came from that, really, and yeah. that was kind of uh, an elephant in the room question. Um, do you want to? I, I will talk, I will about, talk it. about it. Yes. So basically, people were wondering what the involvement of the the two or three stars in the attraction, mm-hmm. Escape from Gringotts, um, what their, the role of the original actors were. Yeah. So I know in the movie, uh, obviously, uh, Bellatrix, Helena Bonham Carter, was mm-hmm. part of this big scene that takes place in the ride. So they confirmed that Helena Bonham Carter filmed for the yes. ride. They confirmed that Warwick Davis did. Mm-hmm. And they also, uh, Donald Gleason. Yep. We forgot Donald Gleason. Yeah, we did. But anyway, Donald Gleason was there, Bill Weasley. Um, but then someone asked about... Uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson, and whether they filmed new content for the yeah. for the park, and they confirmed that they did not. Yes. And so I don't have experience with this, but you got to see, and this was obvious to you. Yeah, it was yeah. very obvious that Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson were were CG. Yeah. Uh, and I mean that even goes further on the train. The Emma Watson voice was almost unbearable, uh-huh. but. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, we'll get to that, Yeah, too, whenever we actually talk about that. But um, besides talking to creative with that, then we got to sit there and uh, we got to watch a panel with uh, Robbie Coltrane, Hagrid, and Warwick Davis, mm-hmm. Grip Hook, uh, Professor Flitwick, and then Donald Gleason, who played Bill Weasley. And it was a fun little panel. Um, they just kind of joked around the entire time. Robbie Coltrane's hilarious. He is really hilarious. I did not expect that. Yeah, he um the, he had a couple funny things to say. He was talking about um going on the, the attraction and kind of talking about it with his you know he was there with his family, so that was really nice. Um, a, a funny part happened when someone asked Donald Gleason about his new role in Star Wars. Yeah, and I think that was that was a funny thing to to mention. Um, he immediately cut them off. Said, "No, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't say anything." Yeah, because uh, obviously they're. They wanted to hear, but I mean, he can't yeah. say anything about the new Star Wars. So, yeah, and it, it's always cool that we've been able to see the stars so mm-hmm. up close like that. Um, we, we were right there in the front. Yeah. The, the unfortunate part that about the entire situation, though, if you if you don't get to see it often, then 
it's it's cool every time um and it was amazing the first couple times it's still amazing i i love hearing them talk even though they say the exact same answers every single it time is. and i have not heard one new thing from any of them it's just new people saying the same sentences <laughs> over and over again but it's still such a cool experience yeah. and uh it, it, i'm glad that we could look over and see the crowd of people standing there. And I know Tom Felton was signing autographs oh, and yeah. stuff too. And, and and when we were talking about the red, after the red carpet, we were let into Diagon Alley. The stars mm-hmm. actually were in there too. And they got to walk around and experience Diagon Alley yeah. the same way we did. And they were very personable. Yeah. I mean, they were walking around, um, talking to everybody, just really excited to be there. Yeah, I, I, that heard, was really nice. I heard someone took a selfie with Tim Burton. I know. We don't have to talk about it because I know you're really upset about it. But No, nah, it's fine. You know. Okay. I, I was walking around and I saw Tim Burton at the bar, which of course, and I was so nervous. I walked up to him and I, I didn't expect to shake his hand, but I was like, excuse me, sir. I just want to say, I don't know. I, I, you're, I'm a big fan. I don't even know what I said, but I remember shaking. And then he was like, oh, it's really nice. You know, he had like a really kind of low and his hair was so crazy. And then I said, do you mind if I take a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so I hold up the phone, and it's so dark. Like, I knew this picture wouldn't come out. And he's like, you know what? That's fine. I, I, I'm better at dark pictures anyway. And I said, okay. So I took the, took the picture, and I said, thank you, sir. I kept calling him, sir. And then I shook his hand probably like three times. And then he walked away. And I was just like so nervous. But it was amazing. Yeah. Tim Burton. Helena Bonham Carter wasn't there. I didn't see her at the party. But Tim Burton, I guess, heard open bar, so he had to go. <laughs> I was so excited I texted you and I called him Time Burton. I put an E at the end. I'll just say it's autocorrect, but I don't think it was. Well, I I don't even want to talk about the whole situation anymore because I was in a much different place. You were. We'll, uh, I I think right now it's a perfect time to take a a quick break. Yes. um, And then we'll come back and we're going to go through every little bit and piece of Diagon Alley. We're going to have lots of pictures, maybe some video if you're lucky. And uh, we're really... We're going to go through it all, so we'll be back in a couple minutes, and we will talk about Diagon Alley. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect trip to Universal, whether you stay on-site at one of the world-class hotels or are in need of theme park tickets with round-trip transportation to and from Walt Disney World. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. So we are back, and it is time to get into the good stuff. All right, we're going to talk about Diagon Alley, all mm-hmm. of it, right? So yes, we are. Okay, so let's talk about from the moment you walk in. Mm-hmm. So you walk um, through the London waterfront, which we've, we have lots of pictures of. That's yep. what we, you know, we've they've been released for a while. That's what kind of was revealed when they brought the walls down. Um, but you walk through underneath a a brick walkway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then immediately you're transported into what it exactly looks like in the movies. I mean, it's designed so – not exactly. Uh, things are, are different, but it's so immersive. Yeah. And you immediately forget that you were in a theme park with other attractions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's on the same vein as whenever you walk into Hogsmeade for the first time. It's definitely wider, and it's it's a different look than it is in the actual movies because that's – Build on sets, everything's close, compact. Uh-huh. Uh, this isn't that. However, it, it's so stunning when you first walk in, and especially walking through that brick wall. And, you know, it would be awesome if they could do like 
the same thing in the first movie where Hagrid touches the bricks and then all of a sudden it it opens up. But yeah, obviously that would be an amazing amazing thing to do with it. But I don't think it's necessary because the the way that they made the arch. Um, the, the bricks are staggered, so yeah. it's, even though it's it's not it's static and it's not moving, mm-hmm. it's, you still get the idea that these bricks have moved to let you through the area. Mm-hmm. So it's it's still a cool illusion when yeah. you walk through. So yeah. in just in general, there's three different parts of Diagon Alley yes. itself. I mean, not not considering the London waterfront, I wouldn't really call that in Diagon Alley, even though it's a part of the full expansion. I, I consider Diagon Alley the section of three parts with. Okay. Um, Diagon Alley, the main street running up and down itself yes. with Leaky Cauldron. So that's the, the first street you walk in. Yeah. Anything leading up until Gringotts Bank is Diagon Alley. Exactly. Yes. And that's kind of how it was in the movie. It's just that one street, mm-hmm. and then you have break-offs, including Nocturne Alley, and then the kind of newly created for the park, more newly imagined, the mm-hmm. Horizont Alley. Horizont Alley. Yeah. Yeah. And then also within that uh, whole part is... Uh, Carket Market. Carket Market. And that's the area that is covered with glass. Yeah. It looks like an old-timey, kind of very Victorian um, shopping market. And so oh, yeah. there's different booths set up, and it's it's beautiful, the way the way it's it's set up. And there's lots of uh, shops along the sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are, are just fake fronts. Um, you just get, like, windows. But it's everything's themed. Like, no detail is is missed. It's just, it looks like an authentic old shopping market. Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of the general gist of every mm-hmm. single part of it. It's every inch of this place is themed, um, especially with designs from Mina Lima, exactly. who did a lot of the design work for the, well, all the design work for the movie. Um, it's like they literally were told to go crazy, put anything wherever you want it. And when you say the, the design work, you mean, we're talking about the graphic design, yes. the typography, all the signage, all of that kind of stuff that was created by Mina Lima, this group that did all of that design for the films. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to hear them talk in February when we were here. Yeah. Um, and they talked a little bit about what was upcoming with Diagon Alley, but I did not know it was to this extent. No, it's... I mean, you, there's nowhere you can look without seeing some kind of graphic representation yeah. of... Uh, of like the wizarding world but that's i I expected that too Mm -hmm. not on the scale that it is but like you walk into hogsmeade and you don't see stuff like that you see the buildings that look like they came right from the movies yes but this actually looks like a real working wizarding world it does not to be punny or whatever oh it's very punny yeah um but i kind of want to go through in different groups. I mean, we could talk about everything as you walk through mm-hmm. and hit on each part, but I want to break it down into four categories. Yeah. Dining, the entertainment, shops, and then we will finish off with the attractions and keep everyone waiting for yes. that. Because, you know, that, that's what we do. All right. So let's talk about dining first. Okay. So the first thing is Leaky Cauldron. That is the main mm-hmm. dining location in Diagon Alley. Yes. Um, that's where you, it's quick service. So it's very kind of, it's similar to the way that the Three Broomsticks is set up in Hogsmeade. Yeah. In the fact that that's where you get your, your meal. Yeah. And uh, there there's also an exterior entrance mm-hmm. for Leaky Cauldron. However, that entrance actually doesn't even work at all. Um, you know, because in the books and movies, you enter Leaky Cauldron from London, and it's a hidden sign. So as you approach the sign, it starts to appear in front of you. Um, and that's true for London, but you can't get in from that side. You have to go in to Diagon Alley, and then it will immediately be on your left. And 
I mean, inside, it's obviously a lot bigger than the Leaky Cauldron is in the movies, mm-hmm. but it has to be. It's a theme park. You want a lot of people in there. But I think the most stunning thing for me is the high cathedral ceilings in it. Yeah. I mean, it's, what, you'd say probably two stories, three stories? It's huge. Oh. And there's accessories. So they have, like, uh, drawings on the wall, all, like, framed portraits. Yeah. And... It's got, like, this wood um, scaffolding that goes all the way up to the ceiling. And there's, like, really fancy uh, iron windows. Yeah. It's just beautiful the way it's done. And if you're sitting in the middle part, it's really well lit. Um, Just perfect being inside. Yeah. Then there's also seating areas kind of on the side that are more, like, cavernous like what you would think of as the the old creepy guy in the corner eating his turkey leg and not talking to anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Just really deep and mysterious. But um, it's a lot darker back there. But, hey, what are you going to do? No, I think it's authentic. It's nice theming. Yeah. Yeah. So, And then there's also, of course, the actual leaky cauldron in there. There is. We finally figured out why it's the leaky cauldron, and that's because there's a crack in it. Yeah, it took a lot of uh, investigating. It did. Nancy Nancy Drew the Diz. Years of investigation. Yeah. No, um, but it, it's nice. It's, it's just kind of like a design feature. It's on the back wall. It's got this huge fireplace, and it's sitting right in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, but it's just a nice design feature. It's, yeah, it's cool. the food itself. Um, we tried at least six or seven different things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, a very extensive menu. It had about 12 items on there. Yeah. Uh, so some of the things we got to sample were fisherman's pie, uh they had, so they had uh, like a shepherd's pie, shepherd's uh, cottage pie, pie. cottage pie. Um, we had the bangers and mash, which was fantastic. They had a thing called the toad in the hole, which is sausage baked into a Yorkshire pudding. Mm-hmm. Yes, wonderful. Um, then we had a couple desserts too. Yeah, well, fish and chips. Oh, we did have fish and chips. Yes, um, they have a lamb and Guinness stew, which oh, yeah. was incredible. It is served with a, a a soda bread, which I guess they make it with baking soda. I, I thought they used Fanta. Oh. Yeah, I think that's what the That's where is. that orange flavor yeah. came from. Okay. Um, but they have that. So do we talk, you want to go to desserts? Yeah, desserts. Okay. Um, the most popular thing there is a, uh, a sticky toffee. Sticky uh, toffee pudding, pudding which, which was all sold out, so we couldn't try that one. However, we did try two other ones. There was a mm-hmm. chocolate ganache type thing with a cherry. Yeah. Which was excellent. It was very good. It came yeah. in like a little mason jar with a pop top. Then there was also a raspberry bourbon trifle kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. which was it was okay. It was very okay. sweet. Yeah. I couldn't eat it. Um, overall, though, the food was excellent. Very there. good. Um, very authentic. It feels like yeah. British good pub food. And once again, kind of in the same line as three broomsticks and and then Springfield afterwards, it's taking uh, taking theme park food and kind of turning it upside down and actually making it high quality. Yeah. Really delicious. Food comes out extremely quickly. They give you – it's kind of set up like Be Our Guest style dining mm-hmm. now where it be our guest you get a little rose take that to your table the rose thing i don't know what it's called i think that's what it's called yeah. and you put it on the table and then all of a sudden they bring your food yeah. they do the same thing here except with a candlestick and, and a, a number yeah, yeah a number on the candlestick. there's no rfid or anything in this but yeah. it is just it's just as quick yep um do you want to talk about the drinks they have specialty non-alcoholic drinks here yeah um it, they, they've really upped their game yeah. for this part of the park, uh, making new drinks. I'm going to get my tongue tied a couple times saying some of these because okay. there are multiple, multiple words for each one. But there's four specific new drinks that I want to talk about. The tongue-tying lemon squash, uh, 
which we both enjoyed that. It was we did. It was tart. It was very good. It, it was basically lemonade. It was, yeah, it was lemonade, but high quality lemonade. With it didn't a fun taste like name. country time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Otter's fizzy orange juice. Okay, I didn't care much for this. It was like sparkling tang. Yeah, but it had a sugar rim. Yeah, okay. and then an orange on top of it too. Okay, so it was a cocktail, but without it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know you did. But yeah, it was like taking orange juice and pouring in Sprite. Yeah. Um, then they had the fishy green ale, which we both hated. Um, this was the boba tea. Yeah. So they essentially have Japanese boba tea where you, they put those little things in the bottom. The, the boba balls. Yeah. I don't even know what they are really, but they're yeah. just these little things. And then they give you a thicker straw, and then you, you're supposed to drink them up through the straw yeah. and then choke and die, I think. I'm sure there's some kind of safety hazard with that. The last time I checked, they were still banning them in several countries. Because, because of health reasons. Yeah. It's, it's like horrible for you. But um, the drink itself, it just... It didn't appeal to me. It had a little bit of no. a mint taste with a little bit of lime. It's, we couldn't finish it. It, it wasn't that good. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, the peach tree fizzing tea. Um, I didn't like it. You enjoyed I it. I did. I, it was peachy and it was fruity, but it wasn't overly sweet. Yeah. It almost was, I don't know. I guess that's what would have helped with me. Yeah, it just you, left you, a bland yeah. taste on my mouth because of that. Um, and then... They still have your your regular and frozen butter beer that didn't go away. Yes, um, and then it w- wasn't confirmed by us, but other people confirmed, I guess, with Universal that warm butter beer will be back in the winter. I okay. I, I still don't know. I think they need to tweak the recipe from the one that we had. Yeah, it was liquid um, cake. I, I couldn't drink that. Yeah, but that that might be back. Um, yeah. So, you want to move on to another location? Sure. Florian Fortescue's Ice Cream Parlor. Okay. Let's talk about that. Let's talk um, about that. This is, is a huge draw for people. Uh-huh. I mean, people are very excited about this because these, these, uh, this place offers authentic ice cream that they talk about in the books. Yeah. Particularly the strawberry peanut butter ice cream. Uh-huh. Um, so we got to try a bunch of them, and they have very unique flavors. Um, and I thought the ice cream was delicious. Yeah. Really good quality made ice cream. Um, the, some of the unique ones, they have chocolate chili, uh-huh. which was good. Um, they have a Earl Grey lavender, yeah. which I felt like tasted like a seventh generation uh, cleaning like house yeah. cleaner. But it was very good. It just tasted clean, like it tasted like exactly fresh. I don't know. No, and then of course the strawberry and peanut butter. Yes, uh, the it was, classic one. It was good. It was very peanut buttery. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also have like a blondie one. They have clotted cream, which mm-hmm. is, was very interesting. But the huge draw for this, I think, is the the butter fro- beer, butter beer frozen yogurt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and after trying it. I have to. Uh, I thought about it. I had to say I wouldn't call it butter beer ice cream. I would call it the cream topping yeah. that everyone loves on butter beer. That some people in this room may ask for just cups of the topping. I, I fully own up to that. I have asked people just for the cu- for the, the foam at the top, and they always say no. Yeah. Which I get it, but I just want the the foam. So yeah, they, it kind of tastes like that with then a slight hint. Of the butterscotch, and there's and there's butterscotch or some like swirls in yeah. in the center of it, but it's yeah. excellent. Um, I I really liked the the hard the hand scooped ice creams. I, yeah. I just enjoyed. Well, this came out of lot. like a frozen yogurt machine. Yeah. It came out of like a, a Dole Whip kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, Dairy Queen style. Dairy Queen, very very excellent though. Yeah, um, just a, a cute little shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of neat stuff happening in there, and uh, I like the costumes. It's great. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about it. And you can sample it, sample it uh, Baskin Robbins style, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, and they don't have to commit to something. They are very happy to give out samples. I yeah. mean, they have thousands of those little spoons. They did. And they have toppings and whatever. Yeah. It's a nice ice cream shop. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But um, 
going back to to drinks though because we didn't really hit on enough drinks um oh. gilly water okay that's you yeah i want to talk about gilly water yes. and then we'll get to your beer okay because gilly water is good for the soul um well so this is gilly water if you can see um it right now my my gilly water is green but that's because i had the elixir to induce euphoria and if I sound ridiculous, you it's do. because I am. Uh, well, can we first just say that the whole time we've been saying Gilly Water because, or in a specific way, because of Gilly, the Gilly. character from SNL. Gilly. What? What? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, so Gilly Water is purified water. It, um, it's, it's tap water. I mean, it's just flat water. It's not sparkling or anything. But and it's then, not Florida water. No, no, it's no, no, no. Yeah, it's clean. Um, so they have the, the bottles of water set up. And... They open it up, and then you choose one of four different elixirs. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the draft of peace. They have the babbling beverage mixture. Yes. They have the elixir to induce euphoria. And then they have the fire protection potion. Uh-huh. Um, and so basically, as we we talked about it, it's it's very similar to, like, the Mio's in a it's sense. It's a squeezable drink. Yeah. However, they, things. they pour these in, and so then you get flavored water. Um, like the one that I had, this green one, the Elixir, that is actually pineapple flavored with a bunch of other different fruits mixed in as well. Yeah. Um, she said something about cucumber and mint. I don't know. Yeah. I don't taste I the didn't. cucumbers or mint, but I taste the pineapple, and it's growing on me every time I take a sip. I don't like flavored water. Well, neither do I, but... Mm. The, it appealed to me, and I think the best part about it is that you get to take the vial home yeah. for whichever one you choose. Um, That's a cool souvenir. It is, and I mean, it's definitely more popular. I know everyone was kind of ticked at the original Wizarding World whenever you had the choice of uh, some pre-bottled teas and uh-huh. lemonade, and then you had pumpkin juice and butter beer and water. That yeah. was basically the only thing you could have because they don't... They don't serve, serve soda in the Wizarding World. Um, so they've really added a lot of options for those people that, you know, want something. Yeah. They want something different than the water and the other, th- you know, the other thing. They're not drinking beer. So these are these are good options. I mean, these are, what, yep. eight different drinks that they could choose from now? So Exactly. And, yeah. I mean, I got, I've got to imagine that it's relatively healthy, too, because it's just kind of a little bit of sugar put into yeah. water. Well, we, don't, we can't confirm that, though. Yeah. We can't. No. It could have everything. But... J.K. Rowling wouldn't do that to the kids. You're probably right. She cares about them too much. She does. She was once one of them. Um, on with your beer. Okay. I know you're really excited about I am that. excited about this. So the, the specialty beers is uh, sold in a few places. Mm-hmm. Nikki Cauldron. Um, they have another place over in Carket Market mm-hmm. that you can buy it at. Um, but the main bar is called the Fountain of Fair Fortune. And mm-hmm. that's over on Horizont Alley. Right across from the only bathrooms, we should talk about the the only yeah. bathrooms in Diagon Alley, are over in the back, to the left hand side past Which Gringotts. It is very important after you, you go into the shop and try beer. It is so. The two, they have two specialty beers, Yep. which you have right in front of you, so you yeah. might want to read. The Wizard's Brew. Yes. That's a, a nice dark stout. However, it's not. When you hear stout, usually you think of something that's very heavy. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it's like a winter beer. You don't yeah. want that on a on a hot summer day, however, we uh, we talked to one of the one of the managers in food and beverage, and he confirmed that they actually lightened it up a bit, working with Florida Brewing Company the same way they did on the Hogshead beer yeah. and uh, the Duff beer. Um, 
But no, they really lightened it up and made, made it really drinkable for the hot time. I mean, it was your favorite. It was. It was, it was a sweeter stout, but it yeah. was light. Um, and, and what he mentioned was he they wanted a darker beer that looked authentic to yeah. kind of the area. You know, so you're drinking a dark stout. It looks cool when yeah. you're walking through Diagon Alley. The other one is more of a lager. Yeah, that was the Dragon Scale. Dragon Scale. Uh, I love the tap handle on it. I do, too. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, just a dragon wrapped around the top, but... Uh, itself, it's it, you, it is a lager type beer, uh, yeah. very similar to the Hogshead. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I preferred it to the Hogshead. I think it just had a little bit less of a sweeter taste to me. Uh, but that's my palate. I would need to to have them side by side. I, I wouldn't be able to remember. I don't think you're allowed to take them openly. No, on but the Hogwarts I, Express. I, maybe the same day I'll go yeah. over on the Hogwarts Express and try both. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, however, both great new additions. Oh yeah. And I love seeing that it's not just standard Bud Light, yeah. Amstel Light. They have all those options still for you, but yeah. it's nice that they put this effort into making custom ones. It absolutely is. Um, yeah. And it's just another success in terms of their partnership with Florida Brewing Company. Success. Yeah. Success. So, all right. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about in food and beverage? I think we. I think sorry. that's a good. Well, I was going to say they do have the one food cart outside of um, Diagon Alley in the London area. The that sells the um, the sausages that I, I can't even think of their name, but there is food options in London too. Um, oh, oh yeah, in London, yeah. So I, I don't think that's as important as everything else that we discussed. I agree. But, hey, but we hit the, the like, main ones: the beer, yeah, butter beer, ice cream, all the good food in Leaky Cauldron. Good, I like it. Yes. Okay. So, entertainment. Yeah. So there are two main pieces of enter- entertainment mm-hmm. that they put on specifically in Diagon Alley. Yep. Um, the first one, and you're going to have to remind me of her name, but is a... Is a, is a Celestina. Celestina. Warbeck. Warbeck. And the Banshees. And the Banshees. This is a uh, musical show that they put on on the same stage back yep. in Carcat Market um, where there's a lead singer and they perform songs and the Banshees, yep. which are her backup dancers and singers, run kind of through the crowd. They were doing kind of cool stuff. It's just basically a show where you stand and watch and they play, they sing the songs that are from... Yeah. I, unfortunately, I missed you this. Did, yeah. uh, I w- had previous obligations mm-hmm. of standing in lines and you were busy doing absolutely anything else. Well, However, I wasn't really drawn in on going to that one. I was more excited about the tale of the three brothers yes. uh, being brought to life using um, marionettes. Mm-hmm. So they they unveiled a couple weeks ago on the Universal official blog that they would be bringing the the tale of the three brothers from the tales of Beetle the Bard into real life with marionettes and it absolutely blew me away everything that i thought this show was going to be yeah was was even more um the marionettes themselves were extremely detailed they looked kind of like the same animation style that was actually in in the movie um, yeah so if you've seen the movie that when they tell the story of the of the, the tale of the three brothers mm-hmm. it, it they use this really cool effect where it almost looks like cut paper and they do these really nice shadow kind of uh, uh, animation where they yeah. tell the story and it's really beautiful i i was blown away by this show the quality of the puppets and i just want to mention that we do have a full video of the show up on our youtube page which we'll link to obviously from the show notes um but there are four actors, and they each have a puppet, and they play a, a different brother. And then yeah. Death is another big character in this in this story. Yeah. Um, um, let, let's go ahead and show just great. a really short clip of this, uh, just so you can give you a better idea of how cool it was. Perfect. So, here we go. Then the second brother 
who was an arrogant man, decided that he wanted to humiliate death still further and asked for the power to recall others from death. So death picked up a stone from the riverbank and gave it to him. Finally, death turned toward the fur brother, a humble and wise man. He did not trust him, so he asked for something that would enable him to go forth from that place without being followed by death. And death, most unwillingly, handed over his own cloak of invisibility. So yeah, that kind of gives you a general idea about what it was like. Uh, an amazing little show. Uh, it ran only about eight to nine minutes long. Which I thought um, was perfect time to just, you know, you're standing. There's no there's no seating or anything. This is just happening in the market. So just to stand there and watch the show, it's really well done. I think they outdid themselves on this show. Yeah, and yeah. I know as a, as a lazy person that I am, it, it, was, <laughs> it was a nice little breakaway to see that. I agree, um, yeah. And then I, I think we also have to mention, too, that technically the night bus conductor is a form of entertainment, even though he isn't your choice form of entertainment. Um, oh, I had nothing against it. Uh, it's just, it, it's very interactive, so those types of things, uh, in the same sense as kind of like turtle talk with crush, yeah. where you're sitting there, and then the actor interacts with you and asks, says your name. Um, it's that type of thing, which is fun to watch for me, but I wouldn't, I don't care that much about interacting with Yeah, I, yeah. I enjoyed the actor. I thought he was good. However, uh, the, the head literally just made a bunch of pun jokes the entire time about not having a body. I, I don't know how many other places there are to go with that. I, I mean, you're, you're, those are the only jokes you got. But, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. a cute experience. I think for us, there weren't as many people doing it at the time. Yeah. I, I would imagine that if the crowd were a bit bigger around the bus and the conductor, it would be a little bit more, I don't know, varied. Yeah. It kind of seemed like the same thing over and over again. And I, I think the important thing to say, though, is this is definitely a step up from Hogsmeade, where you literally only had... Um, you had the uh, the, the frog, frog, choir, frog choir, which awful, and then you also have the the the, the two houses, the Bobatons and the the Durmstrongs Durmstrong. coming out for yeah. the Triwizard Spirit Rally, and, and it's just it's basically ribbon dancing, yeah, and yeah. and then a bunch of jumping, there is with, jumping. with sticks, yeah, and then you could technically call the conductor a form of entertainment, but he just stood out there. It's an interactive experience, and, let's say that, uh, yeah. yeah, but they definitely went up a couple notches sure. on entertainment. So let's go over a little bit of the shops okay. and talk about yeah, our favorite great. ones. Okay, I think we can both say our favorite right off the bat, though, Wizards. Weasleys, Wizards, Weezes. Wizards, Weezes, yes. So this is a huge part, or not a huge part, but it's, it's a very prominent part in the movies and the, yep. and the books as well. Um, this is the shot that uh, Fred and George open up. Mm -hmm. They escape from Hogwarts, they leave, and then they go open this up. But yeah, That Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> yes. It's all and Mildred Staunton, yeah. However, we, we are the ones who actually get get to the benefits of it because the shop's amazing. Uh, the, the big highlight of the shop is out front, there's a, a a Weasley twin with a top hat, and he'll lift it up, Yeah, and there'll be nothing there, and then he puts it down, and then when he lifts it up again, there's it's, a bunny. It's magic. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. This is actually prominent in the movie. They, they, they kind of they show this a lot. They show yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the big big storefront. I mean, it's what, yeah. what you see, and that's how you recognize the shop. Um, but in addition to that animatronic, there's a lot of cool designs and signs yeah. um, on the wall itself. Yeah. Um, and then you walk in the store, and even though the technical shopping area of the store is fairly small, it's probably two and a half, three stories high 
with so much to look at above. Yep. Um, there's staircases, there's moving cauldrons, um, there's all kinds of animatronics all over the store. And then if you look to the very top of the store, mm-hmm. there is a window. With fireworks. With fireworks. Going off. Yeah. And as you look up there, you also see Umbridge on a unicycle. She is. Because that was, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they... Uh, of course, they closed down Zonko's and Hogsmeade because this shop was coming out. And it's I, I'm glad they did uh, because this shop blows it away. Zonko's yeah. would be embarrassing to go into now after seeing this. Just absolutely just an abomination well, of universal creative. I'm joking. It's a bit strong, but I would. No, it, it's much better, though. Yeah, uh, it is. And it's cool to see something that wasn't just like a creation in yeah. the mines, and it was actually a shop. So in. the things you can buy here yeah. are, we have a couple of them here. Yeah. You can see the Weasley's uh, red gloved hand. Um, that's a pretty uh, familiar yeah. mark of the store. Yeah. Um, and then there's like funny gag gifts. There's the yes. extended extendable ear, ear that you can hear things far away. Yeah. Um, Whoopie cushions. The team members there run around making fake farts at everyone. Because, you know, they don't have time to stock shelves. Yeah. Well, I don't think they needed to stock anything because it yeah. was just a preview. But uh, they also have... Well, they have the snack boxes. Yeah, snack boxes, which are expensive. Yeah, they're yeah. about $40. And they contain different uh, different gag things that the Weasleys came up with mm-hmm. so that it could help you get out of um, get out of your classes. Like, one of them is the... I, I can't say it. Puking. Pastels. I'm, okay. I would say that. It could be wrong, but that's how I would pronounce it. Yeah, it's better than my pronunciation of it. I, yeah. Well, let's just... Yeah, but... Um, so, they're, they're in this fun little box. So, it's very, very colorful, very neat. Um, this is the QVC portion it, of this. It is. Uh, if you look at it, they made a little hole there so you could see what's inside. Yeah. However, we already we opened this up, but we didn't. Try we're gonna it. try them, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna try them right now. Um, this so is, like, should we? Descri- I'm, while you try it, I'm gonna describe a little bit. This so, has never been done before. Are they all stuck together? They are literally all stuck. Okay, together. this is so going basically in the book and the movie, the point of these are you feed them to your friends, and they look like candy, but in reality, they make you throw up. Well, they they start off tasting like candy. Okay, and then what happens? You should talk or something, because I'm going to... Well, yeah, I'm talking, but I have something in my mouth, and I feel like we didn't think this part through well enough. Okay, well, we can still talk through this. It's just horrible TV. This isn't TV. It's not TV. Um, (laughs) It's 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 just sweet. Yeah, it tastes like candy. It's too big for my mouth, and it's just sweet. I'm sure one day it'll make me throw up, but... um, Well, this this was very uneventful. I thought... I thought that would go a lot better. Give him to Dustin, then he can cackle while he eats them. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> There's like a center. There's a juicy center? Yeah, I don't want it. Give me an napkin. I feel like I can't cut through. Okay. I don't have strong enough teeth. That was horrible. Good job, Craig. Okay. Are you eating the whole thing? I'm getting to it. Oh, my God. Go ahead and talk about the store that's connected to the Quidditch store. The Quidditch store, so Quality Quidditch Supplies, uh, is right next door to all of it, uh, to uh, Weasley's, Wizard Weezes. It's actually connected. You can walk through them. Um, and they have a lot of Quidditch supplies, so you can buy um, uh, shirts, scarves, merchandise for all the different houses there. Do you need a napkin? No, I'm good. And then um, they also have cool displays. Mm-hmm. There's animatronics there. 
They have old robes and stuff you can look at. Yeah. They have hats. The, the unique stuff here, though, were these shirts that were from the Quidditch teams that the characters in the, in the book supported. Mm-hmm. So the Chudley Cannons, mm-hmm. um, the Ireland team. Uh, what else? Oh, good lord. I'm sorry. Thank you for getting to me through that, and it was just my reaction. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can get this Quidditch stuff there. And, uh, and then attached to this is also a, another store where you can yeah. buy a DVD. Right? Yeah. You want to talk about this? Yeah, this is one of the most ridiculous stores that is going to make so much money, but I, I don't think it should have ever happened. Um, one of the coolest things I thought of that should have gone in place is um, whenever you see the sign with uh, Sirius Black on it, have you seen this wizard? It would be so awesome if they could do a picture of you and say, have you seen this wizard or have you seen this witch? And that would be amazing. I completely agree. I, I would love them to see to take that concept and not only just photos, but imagine them printing like posters yep. for your wall to hang up that a poster where yeah. you have this photo of yourself, like Sirius Black. However, their idea was you bring your entire family in a room and you stand in front of a green screen yeah. and you do like little gestures and stuff depending on where you are. You can like point up and then they give you this DVD of yourself on the green screen set. Obviously not with a green screen. It's got you now in Hogsmeade and then it'll have you somewhere else in Diagon I suppose Alley they and- could make a mistake and not put the, the footage in and it could just be your family sitting in front of a green screen reacting to nothing. <laughs> that would be the best. That's what I would <laughs> I would rather have that. $70 than- <laughs> for that. Yeah. And that's really not an exaggeration on the price. It's $70. So it's expensive. I, I don't want to say... Yeah a lot about it because we haven't experienced it but I would no. say that's potentially one of the only misses yeah in I agree this whole section um, so that's there too other stores um, that are pretty cool Wise Acres Wizarding yep so that had um, uh, kind of standard merchandise yeah. this is just Hogwarts merchandise uh, shirts caps things like that there's also some butterbeer merchandise there Hogwarts Attached, Express merchandise yes Hogwarts Express which you are not wearing right now I'm not um there's also a store called Scribulus, which yep. has a lot of cool kind of stationary office things. You can buy the quills with the big feathers that are actually just pens. Very like similar to the Outpost exactly. over in yeah. Hogsmeade. Um, and then they also had the new bank exchange, which you get an actual... You can trade in your your actual money for the, uh, yeah. the bank notes. And I actually had one, and I'm pretty sure that I just spit my puking <laughs> pastille into the bag that still had the banknote. Great. So there's $20 down the chain. <laughs> anyway, it's it's very similar to the concept of Disney dollars where yeah. you you buy this and you can use it to pay for things. You can just you can buy merchandise with yeah. it. However, I think most people will buy these as souvenirs because it's designed really well. Uh, it looks like a, a wizard money banknote. Yeah. And then you, you use it as a, keep it as a souvenir. And they also have another one of the uh, the animated yeah. Um the animated goblins. Goblin. In there. So if you don't get to see it inside Gringotts, then you can always go in there and see it. Yeah. Um, and then let's talk about Madame Malkin's. Okay. Ropes just for all occasions. So this just briefly, it's it's on the main s- section of Diagon Alley, leading up to Gringotts, mm-hmm. and inside they have uh, clothing. So you mm-hmm. can buy your robes there. They have a few things on display. They have a few costumes from the movie on display yep. that the characters like McGonagall, Dumbledore, they wore in the films. So it's it's nice to go in and see. Yep. So that's where you get your clothing. Um, It's a clothes store. It is. It is cool. I don't think there's any new clothes clothes in there. No. No. It's just clothes. Not cool. Clothes. 
Right next door, I do want to mention quickly that there is a uh, Ilops Owl Emporium, mm-hmm. which is not really a store. There's nothing to buy in there. It's just kind of a cool experience where you walk in the door, yeah. and then above you are a dozen owls. Yeah. And they're in cages. Some are animatronic. They're moving. Um, but there's really good detail in there, and the whole thing is covered in bird poop. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> that happened. It, uh, yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> One thing that we do need to talk about, because we haven't really talked about it at all yet, besides mentioning it, the first time, Nocturne Alley. Nocturne Alley. Uh, The reason we haven't talked about it is because nothing is really down there except for Bergen and Burks. Borgen and Burks. Excuse me. Borgen and Burks, Uh, yes. That's where you can get your your darker wizard gear. Yeah. So So can we talk about Nocturne Alley just for a couple minutes? Because I think it's one of the most amazing places in the whole section yeah. um, the way that they've done it and this was kind of difficult to tell the night we were there because it was dark outside but Nocturne Alley is completely indoors Yeah. Um, so it is there's a roof above you and they project uh, clouds mm-hmm. and things to make it look like you're outside yeah. at night um, and so it's really well done. It was hard to take pictures in there. It was almost a little hard to see when you walked in. Yeah. But it makes it so authentic. And there's some cool interactive things to see as you walk around. But then you're right. The shop there is Morgan and Burks. Yeah. So. And that's where you're going to get your Death Eater mask. Um, and just a lot of skulls and that kind of vibe yeah. in general. A little bit new merchandise featuring the darker side. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, this is my was probably my favorite section to stand in. Um, it seemed like no one was going down there because... I don't know if they were afraid to. Everyone was afraid. I'm almost thinking that a lot of the people that we were with didn't really know that there was something down there. I I will say this, and I don't want to get into a thing, but I just want to say, when we were there with the media, I felt like people didn't really understand Harry Potter. They didn't really have a big knowledge because we were there with other media things that were covering first TV and stuff like that. And that kind of no, but I I I loved that we were there and we knew about the stuff. So I mean that was half the fun is walking around and seeing names you recognize, seeing things references that you know. Yeah. And down in Nocturne Alley, like you said, there are interactive experiences, um, and there's one that doesn't require the interactive ones that we we've talked about before. Whenever they were still just a rumor. Um, which has now been confirmed mm-hmm. and really confirmed. But uh, there, there's one interactive feature where there's like a skeleton projected on a screen and you move and the skeleton moves right with you. Yeah. It's really neat. But the interactive elements there that are the, the best ones are uh, ones you use with the interactive wands. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a bit more, I think. I think we, we're ready to talk, talk about, about that, that, that now. now. Okay. Yeah. So the interactive wands. Well, where can you we can you can buy the wands? You can buy them. Yes. This is an interactive wand. It's made of oak and birch and plastic and plastic. No, but it's really nice. So it's they're very similar to the ones that have been offered before yeah. in Hogsmeade and other places. Yeah. Um, however, there's an RFID uh, signal or something. Yeah, it, it's a chip. Very similar to kind of when you have an RFID chip in or a hotel key yep. or something like that. Um, and so what happens is you. Stand on a designated location. Mm-hmm. There's a marker on the ground. Yes. And then it'll tell you the movement you need to make in addition, and the, the spell that you need to say. Yeah. And then once you do that movement, that will trigger the animatronic or effect to happen. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Accio Map. I don't think it's going to work here. A- Accio Map. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> Look at that. So then they also have this map that actually shows you the locations. Uh, where you can um, that was the dorkiest find... thing I've ever been a part of by the way <laughs> <laughs> but it worked um, 
it has the actual locations of where you find the interactive elements, um, and then it also shows you the the actual way you need to perform the spells in order to make it happen. Um, and I, I didn't really try it out that much, just because we had a lot going on. We, we, were, had, we yeah. were there to you know get photos and, and content. But exactly, but. Uh, the best thing I can say from it is most people got it to work about one out of every five chances. It was, yeah. But so, I, I will say this, though. It's it's pretty advanced yeah. technology. I mean, it, it's a complicated concept, I yeah. think, because there are so many variables. Someone could be shorter. Someone could be taller. They're not doing yeah. it specifically right. So I think it's something that they're going to have to adjust. I agree. But I think once they do, I think it's really nice. Uh, it's very reminiscent to me of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. and the fact that it's something that you're you know you're stand in a position and then you do an action. But this takes it to a whole other level. Yeah. It, it, a lot more interactive. Yeah. So, I just – the price of the wands is $45. Um, so it's not anything cheap. I think a lot of people will be buying them, and yeah. I unfortunately I think a lot of people will be waiting a long time to see some of the elements, um, just because it takes so long sometimes to get your your uh, your spell to work. Yeah. Uh, but a really really cool addition, and you can get these at two different places: mm-hmm. Ollivanders, and also Gregorovich's Wancho. Yes. So a lot of people, you know they. They think Ollivanders, and that's where you get your wands. You, you can get your wands at other places yeah. in Harry Potter lore. It's just Ollivanders is kind of the best. Well, Ollivanders has something that uh, Gregorovich doesn't offer, mm-hmm. a show, yeah. very similar to the uh, shop in Hogsmeade. That's so I think point. that's a, a big draw. And yeah. then, so that, that show still does take place. From what I hear, it's very yeah. similar to the one that takes place in Hogsmeade. But yeah. if you don't really want to take part in that, it's a nice place to go over yeah. to Gregorovich and get your one there. And there's a lot more rooms there. Yes. So well, it's sure. not going to have the same issues as uh, the one in Hogsmeade did where you're waiting outside for 90 minutes yeah. at a time. This is all going to be inside and a, a lot quicker, hopefully. Um but just going back to the interactive wands, too, for a second, you can get the interactive wands in the, the Zodiac sign uh, wands. Okay, Which yeah. there's 12 of them. Sure. Who would have thunk? I don't know. The astrology people. Okay. And then you can also get them for three characters. Are we putting them down? Harry, <laughs> Hermione, and Dumbledore. Dumbledore, yes. So once again, Ron gets the shaft. I mean, he's he's not doing anything. It's Ginger's. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? And I was wrong earlier. It's Emma Watson that went to Brown. Oh. I don't know what... Rupert Grant didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, Cheetos. He's eating Cheetos. He's eating Cheetos. Yeah. So, let's get on to the important stuff. All right, yeah, let's talk about the good stuff. Yeah. So, first we want to talk about Hogwarts Express. I would like to do that. Great. Okay, so Hogwarts Express mm-hmm. is the attraction that we've kind of talked about a lot because it's it's unique in the fact that it takes guests from one park to another. Yeah. And so that obviously requires you to have two-park admission. Yeah. So you, you can't ride the Hogwarts Express unless you have a two-park pass. Exactly. Um, because what it's essentially doing is it's taking you from London at King's Cross, Cross Station mm-hmm. to Hogsmeade Station, yeah. which is right outside Hogsmeade in Islands of Adventure. Yeah, and we have to say, once again, it's been said multiple times, but during this summer and possibly for an extended period of time, it might be a scenario where you have to have a two-day two-park pass okay. in order to get to experience both both um, the trip to Hogsmeade and then back to Diagon Alley because there's, there's rumors that they're going to put a... 
the kibosh on riding it both ways just because of capacity issues. But uh, what's your feeling on the Hogwarts Express in general? I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really nice... Nicely well done experience. I, I, I didn't have too high of expectations for it. Mm -hmm. I know that essentially it is a, a mode of transportation to get yeah. people from one section of one park to another park. Um, however, I think the way that they executed it was uh, was unbelievable. So, yeah. I mean, w what's kind of been reported before uh, was that you sit in a cabin on a train, and then the window is a screen that shows a, a film that makes it look like you're moving down yeah. the Scottish countryside or English countryside to get to Hogwarts Castle. Yeah. Um, but I think that it was integrated so well into the compartment. And then there was also, I don't know if it was a screen or just a lighting effect on the opposite side, mm -hmm. but it, it really just makes an interactive experience. And so having that all together, um, I, th I thought it was a great little thing. And it, it was longer than I expected. Yeah, it definitely, for a four-minute ride, it felt very long. Um but I think right now we'll just show a couple seconds sure, let's do that. here of what you're going to experience. Keep in mind that what you're going to see here is a little bit blurry because it never goes well when you're filming a video screen. Yeah. And then there's also lights in the compartment. But here's just a brief clip of what you can see going from Hogsmeade to Diagon Alley. That's kind of the gist of what it's like there. Um, in terms of the Hogsmeade train station, I wasn't overly blown away with it. It was beautiful. It looked. It was beautiful, and I, I told you this before after we did it, but for me, I enjoyed the Hogsmeade station because I had just come from London. Yeah. And I, I knew it would be cool to do it, but I never—I didn't expect the the experience to be that exciting because mm -hmm. I, I felt like I re you came from London, you go on the train ride, you experience the whole movie, the attraction, and then you get off the train and you're yeah. in Hogsmeade Station. And I told you this, that I never thought that I would want to go into Hogsmeade yeah. because I had just seen Diagon Alley and I've been to Hogsmeade a bunch. Yep. But I really had that excitement that I wanted to go into Hogsmeade and experience those things and go to Hogwarts. And I think that that's really going to affect people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I've said multiple times now, I've never been to London before. King's sure. Cross. Do you think it was accurate for what the station actually? A absolutely. Like? I mean, it's it's a condensed mo yeah. model of it, but and I would expand that from King's Cross to the whole London waterfront. Yeah. And we've gotten comments like people live in London, yeah. and they're just amazed at the the level of detail and how how similar it looks to London. Yeah. One thing the I want to mention is you do get to walk through into platform nine and three quarters. Yes. However. I don't think we should spoil how no, we'll, it's done. No, let's let's say um, that. Yeah, but you do get to do that experience. It wasn't what I expected. Yeah, but well, I think okay. Yeah, I, I don't even let's leave it. Yeah. We'll leave it there. Um, but then yeah, you go through and you see the train, mm -hmm. and I hope that the train's always going to be parked there when you first walk in. I know. I know that's so you not want them to stop? Yes. The no, because it, it can't. But yeah. it's it's a sight to see whenever you're there, and I think. 
even being on it is amazing, but even better is watching it pull out. Yeah. Um, it's it's an incredible moment. I mean, this is a, a full-size train with three compartments. Uh, there's no conductor probably riding on it because that would be dangerous. It's wide open. Yes, it is. Yeah. But um, I think we have a, just a brief clip now of it pulling sure. out, so we will cut to that. I think, in general, the Hogwarts Express is worth every bit of money to actually upgrade to the, the two-park pass. Do you agree? Um, I don't know if I... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great experience. I would not just buy a ticket to only do that one thing. I would go into Diagon Alley if, if I could. Well, I don't think anyone just buys it to do one thing. Okay, but uh, if you ask me the question, do you think the Hogwarts Express is, uh, is worth it to upgrade your ticket? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm thinking, like, if everyone's doing everything... Individual days. Yeah, no, I know. And then they want to... I mean, if you want to experience everything, technically you do need that extra ticket to do it. Yeah. And I think it's worth it. Even if you're not going to spend more than an hour or two in the other park, I think it's still worth it. Yeah, I would agree. One way I, would, I would agree. It's, it's a lot of cool technology, yeah. and... Um, it's smooth and it's fun mm-hmm. and everyone is so excited and in character there right now. Yeah. Which hopefully that lasts for a little while and before they start talking on the job. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so A plus in my book. Oh yeah, for me too. Absolutely. However, the big attraction yes. is Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. And that gets an A plus 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 in my book. Okay. But well, so let's talk. I mean, so we were there for the media preview mm-hmm. on Wednesday night, um, and everyone was going on. We were everyone. You, you think, we heard that it was open, so we were all excited. Yeah. Um, and then we got up to it, and there are test seats on the side, and I tested it, and I did not fit. Mm-hmm. So it um, is extremely tight, and I'll just be very honest here. What it wasn't my gut. We've talked about this. Yeah. It's the legs. There's a lap bar constraint that hugs your knee area, including your thigh and your calf. Yeah. And if, if you're bulky in that area, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And you'll probably you'll explain part of the ride that will justify this. Yeah. But I see this being a fairly big problem because I think quite a few people will have this issue. I, a lot of people. And you saw that happening. I, I did. Yeah. I saw a lot of people get up there. Sure. And a, a lot of the delays in the ride running wasn't just because they're they're still getting the, the kinks uh-huh. fixed before it opens on July 8th. But just in general, the loading process is very, very intricate. It, the, the seat looks exactly like the mummy. Well, um, and we've seen that concept yeah. art, and we see all the photos. So in my head, I didn't expect anything. I mean, I... Yeah. yeah I However, I, the restraint itself has a little bit of extra cushion on the front of your the shins. That's what it would be called? It, yeah. I, I, that yeah. bottom part of your leg? Yeah, shins. Yeah, I believe because you wear shin, shin pads shin. if you play soccer. So 
it, it's got this little extra part yeah. because we actually have a photo of it if you want to show it. Yeah. So that holds you really in there, which it, Sean's exactly right. Yeah. Your legs are very trapped in there. It reminded me a lot of the mind train in terms of the width that you had, uh-huh. but in terms of how far forward you can go. The shins caused a really big issue. There was just um, no nowhere for your legs to go. There was no other option. So I exactly, mean, and it was necessary because the first part of the ride, like the first big drop, it, it's one of the coolest elements I've ever seen on anything before. You're you're standing, you're sitting in the car, looking mm-hmm. straight at a screen, and all of a sudden, it starts to tilt downwards and like the whole thing's moving um and and so you you really brace yourself on your legs i mean if you're held you're held looking straight down so not straight down it's it's not even that steep of a drop but you're moving forward and you're sitting there for so long that it is kind of necessary to have that extra extra grasp on you um so uh, just just to reiterate i would say if if you have a if you're even considering maybe having an issue, test it out front. Yeah, I mean it's going to hold up things inside. Let alone maybe be embarrassing. Just just test it out front. Yeah, just just do it. And and on that level too, if you yeah. were able to ride, let's say Forbidden Journey, um, because your problem isn't your upper body. It's a very different issue. Exactly. Yeah. Forbidden Journey's issue was that a lot of people couldn't do it because they had bigger upper bodies and the harness was uh-huh. hitting their top shoulders and not closing far enough. This is the opposite issue. For people who have bigger lower bodies, yeah. that's really going to affect them. Mm-hmm. So just because you can ride one doesn't mean you'll be able yeah. to ride the other necessarily, but that's why the test seats are mm-hmm. there. Use them. It will save a really yeah. long line. And there's no one there pointing and laughing at you, so just do it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's actually get so back to that. So that said, yeah. we did both get to go through the queue, mm-hmm. which I'll be honest, that's just enough. I mean, yeah, the queue is beautiful. You walk into the doors um, and you're immediately brought into the bank lobby, Yeah, which uh, there's lots of photos well, of. However, that's, I don't believe that's true. If you, oh. if you, do the ex- if you have to go down in the extended portion, okay. you're going to go all the way down outside before you come back up to the bank lobby. We didn't wait in a line long enough, and it was all closed off and chained off, and there weren't team members down there, so we didn't really get to experience where the extended queue went. Sure. However, um, you're right. You will, if you don't have to wait really long for it, you're going to go straight into the bank lobby, Um, and that's where the animatronic goblins are that we have seen videos and pictures of. And they are some of the most amazing animatronics I've ever seen. Yeah, um, just incredible. I believe there's seven different ones in there, and some of them are just sitting, but then there is... uh, I can't even think of his name off the top of my head. Grip uh, Grip Hook? That one's not Grip Hook. Oh, then I don't know any other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the main one actually does a little speech, so Mm -hmm. we have a clip of that. Okay, good. Here it is. If you wish to open an account, make your way to the security office, where your Gringotts identification photo will be taken. Then, go directly to the office at the end of the corridor. From there, you will be escorted to the vaults. Well, that's all. Move along. (laughs) Okay, so I remembered his name. Demon Craig T. Nelson. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so hilarious. <laughs> oh, thanks. I really thought about it for a while. 
I'm sure. It will yeah. once again make Kathy happy that you're ripping on Craig T. Nelson. I love Craig T. Nelson. Everyone loves Craig yes. T. Nelson. who doesn't? So, just so, an amazing part of the ride. Yes. That, and that's not even... I don't even think that's my favorite part, though, in terms of the queue itself. No, me neither. So let's. So you walk down the hallway, and it's all designed mm-hmm. very beautifully. Um, yep. And then you get to Bill Weasley's office. Before that. Before that. Before that, right after you leave the bank, you actually, they pull you aside. And oh, they yes. force you into this really awkward picture section. Um, it's terrible, because if you've been on The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man before, yeah. sometimes they'll have a green screen set up as you leave the offices of the Daily Bugle, and whenever you're leaving, they'll be like, okay, let's get your picture real quick. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, no, we got to take your picture before you can move on, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't really force us to. Everyone was just kind of volunteering because they were really excited in this situation. But basically, they wanted to set you up so they can take a picture. And uh, because of the ride being so technologically advanced, yeah. there was no way to do an on-ride photo. Um, I mean, they probably could have made it happen. I think everyone would look dead in the photo well, if they did. You have to use 3D glasses, so yeah. who would want like a ride photo when you're 3D glasses? I don't know, cool people. Okay. okay, so we took a picture. We took a picture, and I mean, this was the best we could do. Uh, it's We're amazing looking. <laughs> we are amazing. Um, so, so they'll. This is the first picture they have to offer you, and this is an eight by ten photo, and they sell it for twenty nine ninety five. Yeah. And then if you get a second one, then it's for nineteen ninety five. However, they also offer something a little more unique that I think a lot of people will love. And it's a uh, Gringotts ID badge. Yeah. So you have your sad photo in there. It's not sad. You can pose however you want. Yeah. Uh, and then the back has this cool Gringotts canvas uh, design. Yeah. But yeah. it's a cool souvenir. I would... I would. It's expensive. It's but a lot of money. I, but yeah. I, I like the, the ID badge just because they post the date right on it, too. They do it on the picture, but yeah. it shows you and then what date you were there. And it just... It's really well done. Um, I, I think a lot of people are going to be walking around with these around their necks. Yeah. So you move on from there. You kind of go past doors for the goblins and, and all they, that. They do that cool sh- shadow thing. And I mean, then, there's cool effects. Yeah, yeah. There, there are cool effects. Like you'll walk by and you'll see. Um, that's where you first get to see Harry, Ron, and fake Hermione. Fake Hermione. Um, fake Emma Watson. But <laughs> they kind of have these projections on the doors that um, are showing them whenever yeah. they took the Polyjuice potion. So Hermione looks exactly like Bellatrix and... It, it's a nice little Which makes it feature. even more confusing when you're supposed to be hearing Hermione, but the actress's voice is wrong. But anyway. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a world of pain. Yeah. But anyway, so then, then you get to... I spoiled it, but yeah, now you, you get to Bill Weasley's... Oh, I'm so sorry, but... Yeah, you go into Bill Weasley's office, yes. and um, there's a goblin in there, too. And that's, that's the first pre-show, which uses effects similar to the, the ones that Harry, Ron, and Hermione oh. are projected up in Hogsmeade in the Defense Against the Dark Arts room. Or like on Disaster, Mother Nature with Christopher Walken. Exactly. Yeah. The same kind of thing. So here's just a... We'll play a couple seconds of this just to give you an idea yeah, of what yeah. it looks like without spoiling my... Weasley's Wildfire whiz bangs. Fireworks from my brothers Fred and George. Bilbrys, what are you doing here? This is my office, Lord Act. The question is, what are you doing here? I was about to show our new clients the vault. I'll just get in the keys. Uh, well, I move them. All you have to do is ask. Accio keys. 
So, after this pre-show, he basically says, well, during the pre-show, he says, mm-hmm. I'm going to take you down into the bank uh, vaults. And that, that kind of sets up the story for the ride. But before you can get on the carts mm-hmm. to go into the bank vaults, uh, you have to go down this elevator shaft. Which you have to go on an elevator, yeah. Yeah, you just, I guess you don't just jump down You don't the just jump down like I was running that. No. I mean, you can, but it's highly frowned upon. Sure. So you you load into an elevator, which is a large elevator. Yeah. I would say probably a good 15, 20 people could fit. Yep. You would agree? If not um, more. If not more. Yeah. So uh, comfortably, I would say. Okay. But you get in this elevator, um, and you would know this answer better than me, but I don't think you technically move. <laughs> How uh, you don't okay? You do. You go down right. into the. You do. It's a long trip down. Yes. The elevator moves. It shakes. So you you feel like you're actually moving, um, and then there's this really cool effect uh, above you. So it's an open elevator. Okay. Are screens that show you moving down the elevator shaft, yep. and it's one of the coolest things that I've I've seen. It, it feels like a ride before a ride. Uh, it's my favorite part of the ride itself. Yeah, I mean, Be, I, I mean, besides the actual ride, uh, sorry, the queue. That was my favorite part. Uh, I liked the pre-show with Bill, and yeah. I, I loved the goblins in the in the actual uh-huh. lobby. But this was just so well done, and the LED screens all around working together in sync. If one goes out, that's going to look absolutely horrible. Well, I know. I was thinking the same thing. But, yeah. I mean, it all works perfect. And the floor just bouncing up and mm-hmm. down, at, making you feel like you're on this real shaky... It's elevator it's it's awesome. almost what you think tower of terror is from the commercial exactly. they don't show you that there's seats they just show people standing in an elevator and you think you're going to yeah. die so yeah. you get out of there you pick up your your bank goggles i forget what the actual uh, term they sure, said was why you have to wear glasses in the uh, in, the, in the bank they're the fancy 3d ones yeah they're yeah. 3d glasses do they fit comfortably you don't were you wearing your glasses yeah. do they fit comfortably they always fit with okay mine. yeah they work so then since you took this elevator all the way down then they force you to actually climb stairs to go back up to get to the loading area mm-hmm. um you get up there and then it is as we thought dual loading platforms exactly like the mummy as well from both sides so just to just to point out this is where i left to go hang out with tim burton so this yeah. you'll continue the story from here so um there's both sides loading, mm-hmm. and the one difference from Mummy in that form is that there's actually two cars that make up one full train. So whereas Mummy, one car equals one train, this okay. is two cars equal one train. So each car that goes off has, simple math, 12, 12, 24 people on it mm-hmm. that goes out. Um, You're a mathlete. <laughs> thanks. So... Whenever this came out, they didn't quite say exactly what it was. They said it was a roller coaster type ride. Yeah. And we knew that there was going to be projection screens involved um, with 3D. And so that kind of gave us the idea that it was a mixture between um, Transformers and something like The Mummy, based on the pictures of the ride vehicle. Yeah. And that's the absolute truth of what it was. It was this crazy hybrid mixture. You start going out of the the platform there's no video allowed on this mm-hmm. so you won't see any video from it um sorry if anyone puts it up they shouldn't um but calling them out yeah that okay. is very strict rule on it yeah so you start going out and all of a sudden you get to that first room and they, we saw the clips of bellatrix um and some of the press stuff that they released bellatrix uh is 
shooting her wand yeah. stuff at you. And this is the part that I was talking about where you start to go down. And then you head down into it. And all of a sudden, you know, before you're in a roller coaster line, like before, but then it kind of breaks off into two different tracks. And so the cars are on two separate tracks, I think. Okay. And then they start spinning. And then you have the screens with you, but they, the cars basically slow down or stop when you do have the screens. However, they still move, and it makes you feel like Transformers. It's uh, That's as much as I'm going to okay. say about it, well, because I, I, I don't even understand a lot of the technology, yeah. only going on it twice. Um, you know, you don't really get an idea for everything that happens sure. with it. Yeah. But it is absolutely the most technologically advanced ride I've ever been on. Okay. Um well, so part of the reason I really I I knew in my head I probably would only ride this once yeah. for the mo- for the sh- only sole fact that I get very sick on these type of sim- simulator rides. Yeah. Um, now I didn't get to do it, but how would you put it on a level of of motion sickness? Um, if, if I were to ride it, or you think someone else that had this problem, do you think that they would be affected and probably get sick from this? For me, because they mixed that Transformers element with. A roller coaster that made me a little more sick than I have ever gotten. I never get sick on okay. rides. Yeah. Um, I've ridden Forbidden Journey how many times and well, Transformers yeah. how many times. I've never really bothered me. Roller coaster is the same, but this one actually got to me. Okay. Um, so that says a lot. Not, I think. not super terribly, but enough that I, I finally understand what people mean whenever they say, oh, I feel a little queasy. Yeah. That's, okay. that's where I was at with it. Um, however, I, I would only say that should deter people who get really motion sick. Think, <laughs> think long and hard about yeah. it. If I, mean, I, I can't do Forbidden Journey. Oh, absolutely. If no, that I, makes you sick, yeah. don't do it. If Transformers makes you sick, don't do it. Um, Both of those make me very ill. This this will make people okay. more that's ill what I than thought. Then, uh, well, because you're adding a spinning component, so you're basically teacups and transformers, and it, it's just it's yeah, a ridiculous no. ride. It's what they did with it is incredible, and there's there's not any other real animatronics in it. Like some people were hoping that there'd be an actual dragon in there, and not yeah. just the screen. It, that didn't happen. Okay. So it's all 3D screens after that. Sure, with that, it didn't upset me any any bit. But I love that we actually had Voldemort in the ride. Um, as played by Ralph Fiennes, Fiennes, Rafe, Rafe, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, well, he, Rafe, he, Rafe Fiennes, for Rafe, anyone that we're Rafe, Rafe, Rafe Fiennes. Fiennes. <laughs> what, who was I thinking of? Oh my gosh, it doesn't no, matter. They call him Rafe. I, I, I believe. What? Okay. Oh, what? we are going way too much into that. Um, no. So, and then Bellatrix. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter had a huge role in this, and as she does in the books in the movie, so I'm glad to hear that. And I mean, she was crazier than ever okay. in it, uh, which is always lovely to. Uh, see. This is just a little a tidbit, but I, I found it really interesting that uh, Terry Coop, who yeah. is the senior vice president for Universal Creative, he um, directed Helena Bonham Carter yeah. for the scenes. For some reason in my head, I thought that, I don't know, some um, a director would have been. Yep. But it was nice to see that the person that was in charge of the creative stuff actually got a, a big hand in that. that so. It's very cool to hear. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's an amazing ride. I, height requirement on it is 42 inches. Okay. Yeah, um, that's, that's pretty sh- – and that lower for yeah. especially this type of ride. And that's what they were toting it is that it was more family-friendly. However, I think they also forget that – Family friendly should also include 
people of different body dimensions. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was kind of lost on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that has to do with what the manufacturer says. Um, and I, I know we've talked about it before. Yeah. But it is what it is. You can't do anything about it. They sure. might be able to adjust it in the future like Forbidden Journey did. It didn't open up with modified seating. It got that later on. So this might do the same. It might not. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. Uh, bags have to go in lockers. Yes. No no loose articles, hence no videoing. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, it would just come out bad anyways. It's all 3D. Yeah. So, uh, but in general, this ride is out of this world. I, I can't highly recommend it enough. It was it was my favorite thing. I did get evac'd off it mm-hmm. the, the first time I tried to ride, and that's why I missed Tim Burton. Um, it was a whole hour and a half long process from the time we got in line till I made it out the door. It's okay. You got to see Joey Fatone. You're fine. <laughs> Life made. Um, but it, it was worth it once yeah. I finally got to do it. Well, that's I, good. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, it from, from what you're describing, it sounds completely yeah. revolutionary. I mean, the way that they've done it. it so, I mean, I, I would have liked more in animatronics. I feel like that gives it more, yeah. you know, but they, they handled thing, that but, in the queue. Sure. Um, and then, of course... The last thing we need to talk about before we wrap this up entirely yes, is the dragon. The dragon. On the roof, because he's finally finished, and that's why we are allowed in there, of yeah. course. Um, a giant 60-foot dragon on top of Gringotts. The detail, the detail in this thing is unreal. Yeah. I mean, when you really look close, and I had my zoom lens, so I was taking closer pictures. The painting is just, I don't know how they did it. I yeah. mean, it looks so good. Um, and... Every ten minutes or so, yeah, he will breathe fire. So, shall we watch it? Yeah, okay. let's let's watch it. Let's. If you close your eyes, you're gonna miss it, though. So, here it is. Oh, I missed it. Was, yeah, I missed it. Oh too. crap! Okay, uh, I sneezed. That's fine. Um, it, it, it's incredible. It and, just, and that's a daytime uh, view of it. At nighttime, it was a, a different experience, as I would say with the whole the whole land. Yeah. Diagon Alley at night just gives it uh, a different feeling. Yeah. It feels so authentic. And, and during the day, it's amazing, too. But um, yeah. I, I think at night, it's just it, it's, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it is the best ultimate quintessential theme park experience that you can find right now. It doesn't matter if you're a Harry Potter fan. I, I completely agree with that. If you can't walk if, in there and say, I I appreciate this, if you yeah. can't say that, then you just don't want to be there. And You have to give it a chance, if, yeah. even if you say you're not a Harry Potter fan. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all I can say. I wish we had more videos from it at night, but we weren't yeah. actually allowed we were, to shoot we any allowed. video yeah. that first night. Um, that's why I said we had to leave our cameras back, exactly. and that's when we were let in, so we didn't, don't have any you know, photos so, and stuff. But eventually yeah. we will. So And we've yeah. got a lot of stuff going up from the daytime. We've been very busy. So. I just put up 250 photos from Diagon Alley, yeah. so we'll have links to that everywhere, so you and can check those out. We have an overview video that you can check out on YouTube. Um, as of now, along with the full Three Brothers show, there's going to be mm-hmm. plenty more going up today. And uh, tomorrow as well with that. Um, and, yeah, just just keep an eye out. Night videos will come later on, but we still have a ton of stuff to cover with it. Because yeah. the detail in this place is so incredible that there is literally hours and hours and hours of stuff that we can keep going back to see. We got to um, spend, I don't know, five, five hours in the, in, in the land. And, and not enough. Not enough. No. Yeah. So, um, so should we uh, talk about the big thing? Yeah. Okay. We are going to have a have a giveaway. Yep. Right. 
And the way we're going to do this is we want to in, uh, have it on social media. Yes. So we want you to share what you're most looking forward to about Diagon Alley. Yeah. And tell us what, what you really look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, if you use the hashtag DizDiagonAlley, yeah. which we'll, we'll post so you can use the correct one and we'll tweet about it and stuff. But just let us know what you're looking forward to. And then do you want to talk about what they could win? Well, what you can win is not a, a Transformers notepad. It's a, yeah. Not a lollipop. No, it's a bit better than a lollipop. No, we are going to give away one of the interactive wands. Yeah. Um, so we have one of the RFID wands that you can use for the interactive wand experience yes. in, in Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade. I don't yeah. know if we mentioned that specifically, but they've integrated it into we Hogsmeade as well. <laughs> so you can use the wands in both lands. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so a net value of $45, <laughs> just so you know, to write it off for taxes. Not redeemable for cash. Yeah. yeah. Not redeemable for cash. But no, use the hashtag okay. Diz yeah. Diagon Alley and let us know why you're excited yeah. to go and you're going to have a chance of winning a, a free interactive wand. Yeah, and it'll save you 45 bucks. So Yeah, and if you're not going yeah. and you just want the wand... I it's mean, just as cool to, to stand in front of a mirror and... It is. And, and play with it. So. However, I give it to someone who's going. Okay, let's okay. go. Um, so... Anything else to say at all? I don't. I have nothing. Okay. Well, that wraps it up. Yes. Um, the only other thing I want to mention is that we will be back in two weeks. We, yes. On on our Tuesday at seven o'clock time, um, which I'm all whacked out on dates right now. But we'll be back. In two weeks, we'll be back with July first. July first with a full review of Cabana Bay. Cabana so, Bay yes. with a special guest, Peter Warner. Oh, that Peter? Yeah. I'm out of the bag. Okay. So. You know, that's going to be it for now. Yes. So thanks thanks for watching. watching. I know this was long, but I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.